You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. The, the thing that made me different um, is that I had a lot of faith. I had a lot of faith in God and I didn't know much about him. All I knew is that I loved him so very, very much. In fact, um, when I would go to church, I would cry, you know, and people, why are you crying? Well, now that I'm adult, I know why. When I was a child, I didn't know why. And the answer is because I love him so much. Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost, that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, it's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the co your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21-day jumpstart to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the What Now podcast, where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we discuss effective ways of facing life's most defining moments. That's right, we have graduated from classifying those moments as difficult moments, and we now have an understanding that the moments are defining moments. Why? Because we have the right, the authority, and most importantly, importantly, we have the responsibility to define those moments and not allow ourselves to be defined by one, two, three, four, five, however many moments that you have locked yourself into. We are releasing you today to understand that you are greater than them moments. All right, let's do our breathing exercises. Everyone breathe in. Hold it. Breathe out. One more time, breathe in, hold it, breathe out. 
Now, if you were able to complete that exercise with us, here's what that means. Number one, it means that there is breath remaining in your body. Therefore, as long as there's breath in your body, purpose remains. And then number two, it means that you have taken the energy that you have dedicated to your past and committed to your future, and you have made it one with the energy connected to your now. And now you are going to take time to be present on today to make sure that you receive every tool, technique, and strategy that you need in order to be present enough to create the noun that produces the future that's full of promise and hope, all right? So that's why we do those breathing exercises. I am back today with another awesome, amazing, wonderful world changer. Listen, I'm not going to try to hype anybody up. You guys know I don't read bios. You can read that in the uh, about um, episode section. But I'm great to bring our guest to the stage. But before I do that, here's what I need you guys to do. I need you guys to share. Listen, it's a secret. So share this episode as well as make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you desire to be subscribed on. Whatever is your favorite platform to listen to podcasts. Also, remember, if you are a visual person like me, I love visualizing things. I love to see things. So if you are a visual person, that's great as well. You can look at this handsome face and the beautiful and handsome faces that I bring on as guests. Why? Because now we have also taken our podcast to YouTube. So you can look for us on YouTube as well. And I put that information in the description. All right. Without further ado, you talk, you guys are tired of hearing me talk. You are not tuned in to hear me. You are tuned in to hear our wonderful guest on today. I want everyone to put your virtual hands together and welcome Miss China Myers to the story, to the stage, to the story. She's going to share stories with us, but we're welcoming her, welcoming her to the stage. All right, we're going to dive right into the conversation. I am going to select an icebreaker question, and I have not selected one yet. So here's what we're going to do. If you will give me a number between one and five, then I can select the icebreaker question for you. Uh, three. All right. <laughs> All right. Would you rather live where it's only snow, we were just talking about weather, <laughs> or the temperature never falls below 100 degrees? I would, um, I would like to live where temperature never falls below 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I, I think I'm mixed with a lot of things, but mostly um, African. So <laughs> I love hot weather. <laughs> gotcha. I understand, and I I'm not a fan of snow when it comes to. I like being snowed in every now and then, but if I have to go out and do things and drive, and I do not like driving in the snow. So I would no. have to take that hot weather as well, especially yes. as long as I have a little AC. Right. <laughs> you feel good. <laughs> so here we go. Here's what I want to start with. I want you to give us a little bit about your story. Uh, of course, the name of the podcast is What Now? So we like to do the backdrop to how you got to where you are now. Now, you can go as far back as you would like to go or you're comfortable as going to what has brought you to who you are this present day. Well, um, that is a very, very good question. Because, um, as I'm sure you know, uh, everyone has a story. Um, I'm not a phenomena, you know. Um, my story might be a little different than other people's story. But um, everyone has a story. Where I am now is definitely not where I was. Um, where I am now, uh, I used to be a real estate investor. I bought properties and um, sold them and fixed them up and rented them out. I'm retired now. I was also a licensed massage therapist. I'm retired from that as well. Um, but where I started out, um, I started out as a little girl who went through a lot of trials and tribulations. And um, the, the thing that made me different um, is that I had a lot of faith. I had a lot of faith 
in God. And I didn't know much about him. All I knew is that I loved him so very, very much. In fact, um, when I would go to church, I would cry, you know, and people, why are you crying? Well, now that I'm adult, I know why. When I was a child, I didn't know why. And the answer is because I love him so much, you know. Um, he, I know what he sacrificed. I knew that, you know, um, even though I didn't know a lot about him. But um, like I said, I knew what he sacrificed for me. So I have children now and would I sacrifice one of my children for somebody else's sin? I don't know, you know, but he did that. And I just, whenever I'm in the presence, you know, in his house or just maybe by myself, I'll cry because of how much love I have for him. And when you put Jesus into your heart, I don't want to sound like a holy roller because I'm not, but I do believe in God. When you put Jesus in your heart, though, he's there forever if you want him to be, you know. So, but that doesn't mean that you'll, you won't make mistakes and it, it, it won't mean that you're perfect. It will mean that, to me, it means that every waking day, I try to be a better person for him. And I try to not let his sacrifice be in vain. So my story, um, I started out really young. I, I think it was around 10 years old. Uh, my mother sent me to Africa with uh, an older sister. And um, that older sister was married before we left. So um, she ended up meeting a guy and they were friends, but I don't know how the extent of their relationship. All I knew is that she spent a lot of time with him. And I was feeling some type of way because we, you know, we were sisters and she was older than me, but, you know, we were pretty close and that was ending and that wasn't the same. And she started leaving me with friends and, and, and it wasn't so nice anymore. So I started praying to God that he would, you know, take me out of there. I didn't, I didn't want to stay there anymore. It wasn't, you know, I'm in this foreign country, seemed like by myself. So um, my prayer was answered. I was uh, on my knees praying. And then there was a knock at the door. I was 12 years old at this time. And the UN had came with police and said that my family was looking for me and they were taking me home. So from there, because my sister had left me at a friend's house in Zambia, Africa, where she was studying. Um, and they took me on a plane and I went home. Um, so God will always answer your prayer, you know, and he will always be there for you. But we have got to remember as human beings that we have to put our trust in him. If we don't believe, regardless of what we say, you know, he wants to know that we honor him and believe in him. You know, when, when the apostles were on the boat and they said, you know, get it to the water. What, what are you talking about? You know, they said, you know, we have no more bread. That meant that they didn't believe. You know, so God always tells us that he will be there for us and he will help us through any tragedy. But we have to believe. And I learned that at a very, very early, early age. But that doesn't mean to say that I have failed in that department, because sometimes you want to take the wheel yourself. You know, you want to feel like you're in charge. but Ultimately, you have to let him do that, you know, but it's hard to do. It's, it's something that, you know, you learn to do. 
even though you believe, you know, and, and like I said, I love God with all my heart, but it's hard to just say, you know, if you lost a job, it's hard to say, oh, God will take care of it. Well, he will, but you have to take steps as well. You can't just sit there and, and say, oh, God's going to take care of it. So I'm going to wait now and see what happens. No. Yeah, he will guide you and put you in the right places, but you've got to do it. You've got to, you've got to make those moves. You, you know, you have to try to better your life any way you can, you know, and um, that, that takes effort. You know, um, people believe that, oh, you know, God is, you know, uh, going to do everything for you. No, that's not the way it goes. Um, you're, you're going to be sick and die if you don't take care of yourself. You know, you have to eat right and, you know, all that stuff. He gives us free will as well. You know, we have to have free will so that we could make decisions. You know, he, he also, I believe, wants to see what decisions we make. You know, sometimes we don't always make good decisions because we are of sin but you're given a chance every time you wake up to try to make a better decision you know so you know it's just basically that you know life is simple awesome awesome i love how you gave us that backdrop i'm gonna start dissecting some of what you said because you hit so many uh, trigger words for me and, and one of the things I want to start with is you talked about how we have to take care of ourselves can you talk a little bit about self-care and how you came to that understanding or is it something that you always value uh, within yourself I know with me my journey with self-care you know I had to have a more or less an Oprah aha moment or an epiphany where I realized wait a minute I'm taking care of everybody else and everything else, but I'm not taking care of what God has entrusted with me the most. So can you talk a little bit about self-care and your own personal journey as it relates to self-care? Yes. Um, I'm into natural healing and um, I've been into it for over 25 years. And I wasn't, like I said, I'm 58. I wasn't always into it because, you know, I figured, oh, well, you know, hey, can eat what I want, you know. But um, I learned from more information that I acquired um, that you do have to take care of yourself and, you know, um, try to eat properly. It's like with COVID going on now, you know. Um, they got the vaccine and, you know, the hand sanitizer, you know, well, how about building up your digestive system, you know, so that it can be stronger to fight things, you know, um, hand sanitizers, they break that down. Why would you want to use that? Um, but I've, I've learned that, you know, a lot of people don't know where to start, you know, start from the Bible, you know, the Bible tells us how to eat, you know, a Mediterranean diet. You know, lots of vegetables. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm the queen of sweets. You know, I love sweets, but I try to make um, sweets that are, you know, all natural, you know, with organic sugar. People don't know that organic sugar as opposed to white sugar is an antibiotic. You know, organic sugar is an antibiotic. There's there's different things, you know, that and the antibiotics, you know, aren't going to help hurt you. Um, they're natural antibiotics, you know. Um, so. I've been on a natural path, like I said, for almost 25 years. And I know that, you know, if you think about the Bible as well and God, your body's a temple, you know, and you, you have to treat it as such. You know, um, people laugh at me, you know, because I I have a drink maybe every five years. You know, I'm I'm not judging people who drink it's just that i don't want to put that stuff into my body you know my body's a temple i don't you know do drugs i you know i don't i wouldn't want to put that stuff you know in my body um i don't you know take any um you know pain pills or anything again i don't want to put my body is a temple i don't want to abuse the temple that god gave me just for my um, flesh, you know, um, 
living by the flesh is something that is very easy to do. And I don't blame people, you know, when they do it, but I try not to because I know that, again, I'm not perfect, but I'm saying that I try to work on that every day because I know that temptations are out there and, you know, it's just human nature to give in to them. And and that goes with food too. You know, I could eat six donuts, but, um, I try to reframe myself and I try to sacrifice, you know, um, things that, you know, are tempting me, you know, it's like I said, I could go for six donuts right now, you know, but, um, giving into your flesh could be that or, you know, something else. It's still giving into the flesh, you know? Um, so taking care of yourself should be, you know, most important, you know, people believe in, you know, Oh, I'll go to the doctor. He'll fix it. We have to take responsibility for ourselves. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor because doctors are very important, but we have to take responsibility, you know, for ourselves as well, our health, you know, because eventually that will catch up to us, you know, and then when you get cancer or diabetes, you know, you shouldn't really wonder why, because you abuse, you know, your body and these things are, are, you know, natural diseases that happen if you're not taking care of yourself. And that's a telltale sign, you know, like I said, I'm 58 years old and, um, I'm not on any medication. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I'm not on any medication. And, you know, I'm blood pressure's normal, heart rate's, you know, everything's normal because I try to take care of myself, you know, and I'm not to the extreme. I try not to be to the extreme with anything, with religion or belief or health. But um, you have to take responsibility for yourself and take care of yourself. It's just a fact of life. Absolutely. You hit the responsibility part. That part really hit me hard because at the intro of the show, we talk about understanding that we have the the right, the authority, and the responsibility to define the moments that take place in our lives. And we want to make sure that we understand we have the right to take responsibility. Uh, I think that some people live life on autopilot. So when they're living life on autopilot, they get stuck in some of the decisions that they made in their younger years and they stay right there. Or if they had a traumatic experience in their younger years, they stop living right there. They're just existing. They're just going through the motions. They're in a zombie-like state. Have you ever experienced that in your life? And if you have, how did you break out of that? Well, um, you, when you have a lot of trials and tribulations in your life, um, it's human nature. You you feel like a victim, you know. Um, it's like, you know, how could this be happening? How did this happen? How did I let this happen? And um, you, you, that could be part of your everyday life. You know, you're wondering, you're thinking, you know, how did this happen? Um, you know, I've heard of people, you know, getting, getting molested, you know, and, um, then they go out and be molesters. You know, how does that, how did you let that happen? Like, you know what happened to you and how horrific it was for you to go out and do that to someone else. It just doesn't make any sense. So it's a certain mindset. You have to put your mind in control of your thoughts and your actions. And I think believing God helps that, you know, but also, you know, how do you, you want to treat people the way you want to be treated, you know, so why would you treat someone poorly as you were treated? You know, um, my daughter said to me today, she said, um, you know, uh, why did you do that? It was something I did because my mother didn't do it for me. And not saying she was a bad mother, because, you know, who am I to judge? But she didn't do certain things for me. And I want to break that cycle. I knew how that affected me. And so I want to do differently with my children. 
So, um, yeah, we have to take responsibility and we have to move forward. There's a reason why our feet are facing forward. You know, it's something we have to do. You can't stay stuck, you know, and some people will. They'll stay stuck in what happened to them or what was said to them or what was done to them. But you have to first relate, relate to people because, you know, my sister didn't treat me very well in Africa. I felt, I felt, but she was young herself. I have to look at her side. She was young herself and she had this responsibility and, you know, maybe she didn't want it. My mother forced me to go with her because my mother didn't want her to be in Africa by herself. So maybe she didn't want that extra responsibility, you know, um, I have to look at her side of it, you know, um, people molesting children, you know, they were molested. Maybe it's in their head that, you know, they didn't get the proper help, you know, to fix that, you know, maybe, you know, they didn't trust in God enough to know that maybe that was for a reason, you know, not saying, you know, oh, God made somebody molest you. So you're, you know, that's a reason. No, what I'm saying is, is that we all have to learn from our mistakes. We all have to move forward. We all have to, you know, grow. In the Bible, it talks about a mind of a child. You can't be a you can't have a mind of a child if you're an adult. It's it's human nature that you grow. You know, you have to grow, and growing lets you move forward. Helps you to, you know, forgive. You have to forgive too. Because if you, how could you expect to be forgiven when you do things if you don't forgive? You have to forgive. Forgive, move forward, you know, because uh, if you don't do those things, you'll stay stuck. And you don't want to stay stuck because staying stuck, it, it it's like staying in a garbage can full of dirt and garbage and, and feces and, and, you know, bacteria. Why would you want to stay there? The people who did you wrong aren't there with you they're living their lives they're moving on but you're stuck so you don't you don't want to be stuck because that will only hurt you it won't hurt anyone else yeah you hit it right there at the end that do not stay stuck and one of the things i always encourage people to do whatever it is that you need to talk out in your life talk it out because when you allow it to build up and build up and build up either become a ticking time bomb or a volcano. I remember my uh, former pastor used to tell me all the time, Cliff, stop holding that stuff in. Stop holding that stuff in. Amen. Explode. And if you explode, you're going to explode on the wrong person. And then that person is going to have to take responsibility for everything that you've been holding in. And that's fair to them. And that's why I always encourage people. If it's therapy that helps you do therapy, if it's meditation that helps you, if it's prayer that helps you. If it's joining groups where you're able to talk and communicate, do whatever it takes, listening to podcasts, reading books, whatever it is to help for the self-care in you Amen. so that you can live that fulfilling life. Do whatever it takes and don't feel as if you have to run from the things that have happened in your life. Everything that happened in your life served a purpose. As yes. we go Bible, all things work together for the good. It did not say for the good. So good, all things look good, all things feel good, all things sound good. But when you mix it all together, that's like cooking something. There's mm-hmm. some things you don't like to eat on their own, but you mix it in with something and yeah. create something that ends up yeah. being good. And that's how we have to begin to look at life. I'm, okay, this is okay. Here we go. Now I'm getting excited. <laughs> now <laughs> let's talk about COVID because. You, you mentioned it a little bit with, with talking about health, but let's yeah. talk about COVID as it relates to your movements for business as an author and different things like that. How has COVID, COVID affected, affected your business or affected you, uh, whether positive or not so positive, or what are some takeaways you've gotten from COVID? Well, um, I'm actually writing a book about a natural way to prevent COVID. Um, and it is, it's, it's, it's a prevention book for laymen, you know, because I feel like everything they're telling everyone is 
not comprehensive to the average person, you know, um, they're not telling people that, you know, hand sanitizers breaks down your immune system, you know, um, how has COVID, um, helped or hurt me? Well, um, I, I like going on vacation, so that has limited that, um, it hasn't hurt my business because I'm retired, so, um, but I look at it this way. I could be dead. So staying in the house a little bit more um, is, uh, you know, something that's not so bad. Um, my book is about, um, is going to be about, it's not finished yet. Um, things that you can do, you know, they tell people, oh, you know, clean your surfaces, you know. But people think it's all about bleach and, you know. Clorox and, you know, all these harsh chemicals, but those harsh chemicals are harmful. You know, they're very harmful to the human body. Um, and basically, if you can't eat it, you shouldn't use it. You know, um, even lotions. I, I don't put lotions on my skin if I can't eat them. You know, I have, I make organic lotions with uh, essential oils and stuff. And you could literally eat it, you know. So that goes the same with my cleaning products. You know, um, I use uh, I fill a spray bottle with white vinegar and um, a dash of salt and um, a tablespoon of soap, and that is what I use for my cleaning. You know, that's not going to make break my immune system down, which my immune system is what I need to fight you know, for me. So any viruses come along or, you know, uh, diseases, my body, you know, is able, you want it at full capacity to work for you. And when you use, you know, antibacterial soaps and um, Clorox and all those harsh chemicals, each time you do, you're breaking your immune system down more. So you're, you're more likely to get COVID, you know, um, I clean my surfaces when I go out and come back in, you know, because maybe I touch something out there um, that might have it, which they haven't really made that clear whether or not it stays on surfaces. But you want to act as if it does. So, you know, you, I take that same spray vinegar bottle and spray it on a rag and I wipe down, you know, my doorknobs and my car steering wheel, stuff like that, uh, as far as going out. Um, I don't think the mask, in my opinion, will help you. Um, I think you have to put like a paper towel in between the mask and your face. I think that gives you more um, protection. And if you're in a heavy populated area, I say use two paper towels and a mask because they're saying that um, the spray from the virus could seep through you know, materials. So, um, yeah, the book is, is going to be very informative, but, um, again, it really, COVID really hasn't affected me. I still go to grocery stores. I still go to restaurants. Um, I will not get the shot. I don't want, like I said, chemicals going in my body. Um, I'm going to keep my, you know, immune system to op optimal, um, ranges by taking, you know, prone prebiotics, you know, those things help you get rid of waste. And, and that's the um, core of disease, you know, um, waste. You know, if you have too much waste in your body, I remember I seen an interview with James Brown and he said, you know, he's trying to get into natural health. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't think it was soon enough because he died, you know, probably about four years after this interview. But he said, you know, started, you know, take care of yourself. And, you know, um, and he went to this colonics and he got, which I don't recommend. I don't, I don't like that because what they do is they take a hose, they put it up you, and who knows that hose could puncture your colon. Your colon is only, you know, very, very thin. But he did it. And he said when they took all the waste out of him, they had found out that he had um, 25 years of species in his body from 25 years ago. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's a thing, you know, this is why people, this is why Americans are sick, and it's not their fault. It's all the garbage in the foods, and, you know, um, that's a whole other story and book. But, um, yeah, it's it really hasn't hurt me at all. I don't avoid going out. Um, I've been on vacations. I don't go as much because places are closed down and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I don't let it. I don't let it stop me because I constantly wash my hands um, if I touch something. Um, I wear my mask if I'm going out and I put the paper towel in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like I'll be okay. You know, and and God decides anyway, you know, regardless of what I do, you know, God has the last word, too. So. Awesome. So now let's shift gears a little bit because you brought up the book that you're writing that excuse me that you're writing now let's talk about the book that you have out right now mm-hmm. yeah uh the book is titled a letter to god um and it's based on my life and it is through uh lots of trials and tribulations that i am sitting here before you today um my life uh was one horrific event after another and each time, you know, each situation, um, I knew that God was there, you know, um, I, I knew because he helped me through, you know, a lot of stuff. And um, when I say that, I, I mean, you know, like things would happen and he'd pull me out of it, you know. Um, and a lot of it were the decisions I was making. You know, the decisions I were making weren't good ones. And I have to take, you know, full responsibility for that. I was very young and I didn't know a lot. I did the best I could, but some of the decisions were, you know, kind of silly, you know, um, which led me to a lot of, uh, you know, worse trials and tribulations, I believe. So uh, I ended up... uh, pregnant at 14 my mother was mortified she couldn't believe that you know I'm the last of seven children and none of her children you know were married out of you know had children out of wedlock and I was just a real disappointment um but my thing was uh in my defense (laughs) uh, I was always looking for love know um i just needed to be loved you know and craved it and pursued it aggressively and um that led me into a lot of trials and tribulations you know it, it and it wasn't about sex it was about love i desired you know love and i learned that you know um as an adult I had to love myself (laughs) first, but that wasn't the case. You know, I wanted, I wanted love, but I didn't even love myself. So, uh, it was, it was crazy. Like I said, um, I ended up in a mental institution at 12, uh, was playing truth or dare with one of my sisters. And, um, they said, you're dare. Do you want truth or dare? I said, dare. They said, your dare is go in the bathroom and take any bottle of pills. So I did that and I thought, how bad could this be? It was probably, you know, I've taken aspirin before, you know, it's not going to kill me. It's probably like Tic Tacs or something. I was uh, 12 years old going on 13 at the time. And so I went to the bathroom cabinet and... I took a whole bottle of volume, Valiums, which I didn't know they were Valiums, but they were Valiums. And um, it is a sedative, and it's for, uh, I learned later that it's it's a sedative. It's also for um, spasms. And my mom had back problems, so she, she had a prescription of that. Um, so I took the whole bottle, and I woke up in a mental institution. 
yeah, I was tied to the bed, uh, my arms and my legs, and I couldn't get up. And there were people all around in the hallway walking up and down. And they were adults. There was not, it was not segregated between men or women or children and adults. They were men, women, children. I mean, adults. I was the only child at the time. But yeah, there were, this was in Kings County Hospital. And um, it was pretty horrific. So my mother came. And she thought that I had tried to commit suicide because my sister was afraid to tell what happened. She thought she would get in trouble. She was three three years older than me. And, um, you know, she said, why? My mom said, you know, disappointed in me again. Why did you do this? And I said, I, I didn't do anything. Didn't Tina tell you what happened? And she said, no, what happened? And I told her and she was like, oh, my God. So she went to the. Uh, head nurse and she said you know I'd like to speak to the person in charge because I need to get my daughter out of here and they said um, okay so they took her to I guess it was the doctor in charge and um, she begged him she said you know she didn't try to kill herself and you know there's a there was a law in New York that if you try to commit suicide um, you are uh committed to a mental institution for, I think it's two months. It was two months at the time. Um, and uh, so my mom was like, you know, she's uh, she didn't try to kill herself. This was an accident, blah, blah, blah. And I'll take full responsibility. And the doctor said, okay, if you take full responsibility for her and you believe she didn't do this, I'll release her. So they released me, and then I went home. My mom made me this big, great meal, and there was a knock at the door, and the police and the mental institution were back to pick me up because they said um, legally um, it looked like a suicide, and they couldn't release me like that. So I had to, I had to go back to the mental institution for a while. Yeah. But um, that was just, you know, a few things that happened. I don't want to give the whole book away, but it's it's amazing. And I'm working on um, part two, volume two now. That is such a powerful story because I can't imagine being 12 years old. You wake up at a facility. Then you leave the facility. Then they pick you back up to go back to the facility. <laughs> yeah. like, Processing that as an adult would be challenging for me, so I couldn't even imagine as a as a twelve year old. It's crazy you know, processing it, but yeah, I like how you stopped. I was like, "Don't give the whole book away." Right now, before we go, I do want to ask you one other question, and that question is: If was well, more than one question, but <laughs> I want to ask this question. <laughs> Now, you've given us a lot throughout this conversation. So if everyone was to forget everything you said today, what would be one thing that you would want them to walk away with? Put your trust in God. He loves you. He will do anything for you. He will make all of your dreams come true. I am living proof of that. But you have got to bring him into your heart. He lives in your heart. And if he lives in your heart, you can't go wrong. You can't ever, ever go wrong. The decisions that you would have made years or weeks or even hours prior will be totally different. Awesome, awesome. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to give everybody your contact information, how they can purchase your book, how they can keep up with updates on your upcoming books, all of those things. Social media, give them as much information as you're willing to. Um, I am on, only social media I'm on is LinkedIn, and I'm under China Just China. You'll find it. Um, and my email address is Christ, C-H-R-Y-S-T-M-K at gmail.com. And my book is titled A Letter to God, and you can find that on Amazon, 
um, or Barnes and Nobles or Smashword or Kobo. But Amazon has it in ebook and paperback. Awesome. Now, I want to ask you, because there's a lot of authors that are out there that either are holding on to their books in their heart and their mind and their spirit, or you have some who have already put it down, put it down on paper, but they're afraid of releasing it to the world. Can you kind of share a little bit about your journey to getting to the place where you were willing to release the writings that were inside of you? Yes. Um, very good question. Um, you have to realize that whatever you do in life, if it's a secret, you shouldn't have done it. And if you did do it and you ask God to forgive you, you shouldn't be embarrassed for anyone else. God is the ultimate thing in your life. So he should be the only thing that matters. And when you give yourself over to God and believe in God, like I said, it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. But writing a book, it could help you move forward, move past what has happened to you. And God can help you do that as well. You know, and when I started writing, I just wrote and wrote and wrote. I didn't edit it or uh, try to put a period or, you know, I didn't do any of that. I just wrote from my heart and then I got it edited later. You can go to a college and go to, you know, the literary department and, you know, ask them, you know, you're looking for someone to edit your book. I didn't do this, but you can do this um, because you want it as perfect and comprehensive as it could be. So you don't want to put crap out there. You want to put something, you know, um, where people can understand it. So doing that can help you. Um, if you can't find a publishing company, publish it yourself. You know, there are lots of publishing, self-help publishing companies out there that could help you with that. Don't be afraid to put what you've done or your feelings about anything down. Because like I said, God is the only person you have to worry about. You, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. There's what you've done is nothing compared to what was done to Jesus for us. So it doesn't compare. So if, if it'll help you move forward in your life, it could be therapeutic, you know, as well. You can write down your thoughts and, you know, tell your story and your story can help people. You know, I believe we can all be apostles because an apostle just means that you're a follower of Christ. And so you can be an apostle by writing your story, you know, because it might help somebody and go, wow, you know, that person might go, okay, I'll never do that. And I was almost going to do that, you know. So our stories are like knowledge, you know, we learn from it. And knowledge is power. Can't get any simpler than that. And, and you gave some great advice, especially the part where you said, just write it. Don't worry about the editing. Don't worry about anything else. Just get that story out of you. I find that a lot of people that I talk to that are interested in writing books, the majority of the excuses that they come up with, and can I raise my hand and say, I was one that had those same excuses. Well, I don't have an editor. I don't have anybody to design my cover. Like everything excuse I came up with was I don't have a publisher. All of those were things that could be handled after the book was written. And I found exactly. out when I wrote the book, that stuff was so simple to figure out at the end. Yeah. I'm sitting here trying to figure out the step beyond the step that I really need to take. So that is it. Get that book out of you. Get it out of you. So you, yeah. your healing process can begin. Your body desires to, to be healed. It's, it's crying out to be healed. But it Amen. cannot be healed until you get all of that waste out of you. I, I was thinking about what you said about James Brown. And sometimes I think about that from a from a mental standpoint. 
from uh-huh. a spiritual standpoint, we have all these years of toxic waste inside of us. And if we don't get it out of us, then it's going to start to cause various things to manifest in our body. It breaks us, yeah. So, China, I want to thank you for joining us on today. Thank you for all that you are doing to change the world. Listening audience, thank you for joining us. Cause thank you for having me. Oh, oh, no problem. No problem at all. Listening audience, if there was no you, there would be no show. So I thank each and every one of you. I encourage you to go out, support China. You know how I am with everybody we bring on this show. I want you to support 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 purchase her book look for the new books that are coming out all right and then guys as i always say create a great day walk with purpose and by all means execute your vision peace today is a great day to start your own podcast whether you're looking for a new marketing channel have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card as well as it helps support our show.